You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Okay, Al, here's your turn. Hey, hello, everybody. It's Dave's Corner Garage coming to you live and somewhat clear after a great weekend. Uh, today, we've got an interesting show for you. We're going to introduce you to Jesse Kessel, who is an automotive expert who actually tells the dealers what to do. That'd be interesting stuff. Good morning, Jesse. How are hey, you? Good morning. Good to be here. Good stuff. And we're going to be talking to Mike from RV Easy. Dave from Elegant Motors. All righty. So we're going to have a conversation with Jesse. Uh, Jesse is actually an advisor to dealerships, right? Yeah, that's correct. Right. So if they don't know what they're doing, you do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, hang on. You don't actually fix cars, though, right? I don't. Let me no. see the nails. You got grease under them nails I or don't. what? No, not at see? all. So, so you don't fix cars. <laughs> How but... can you work with that ring? <laughs> She's got this rock. Wow. I thought she was talking to me. You know, she was fist pumping, and I got, still got a bruise on my finger. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, pay some bills, we're going to be talking with Jesse, get some uh, phone lines done, and then after that, we'll be talking with the folks at the RV. All righty then. I like when he says that already. Okay. Jesse Kessel is with a company called Machete. Machete. How did you name like that? Funny story. <laughs> uh, it started with a long list of names yeah. of uh, what I was considering naming my company. And uh, Machete, you know, after a while, you just start coming up with random names, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was probably number 19 on the list. So uh, what I did is I just asked family members and friends uh, to choose the one that they liked. And it wasn't Machete, but the one that they always stopped at was was machete. was machete they everyone had a comment what's that you know it was either they loved it they hated it so because they got so much attention i i decided to name it machete. you know it's interesting because a small company you don't have a lot of money for advertising right so you need something that sticks out i used to have a wrecking guard called private parts oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i had a little guy would have, would have gotten in the wrench and hold it but uh exactly right like you need a name that sticks right. out right so right good exactly yeah good stuff so tell us, tell us what you do and how did you get here? Well, what I do is I help car dealerships market and advertise and brand uh, through social media. Okay. Uh, so that that's the extent to what I, I help them. But when I started about 15 years ago, um, I started just as, as a receptionist. Uh, and then from there, I went into car sales. So I was working at a Chrysler store selling cars. And uh, my career kind of progressed from there uh, on the vendor side. So where I was actually helping dealerships to sell more cars. So you actually have a real automotive background then? Yeah, I do. I started at a dealership. So Right. It's not just someone who had a Tinder account who all of a sudden wants <laughs> to go into the car repair business or something. No, no, no. So in, so in fact, when you worked at a car dealership, you got to meet customers in person. I mean, people come in and be able to discuss what their likes and dislikes were and what they wanted. And and so that helps you now, obviously. In oh, the marketing yeah. End. I mean, that really set the foundation for what I was going to do uh, with the rest of my career, mm-hmm. um, you know, just being able to assess people and help them and, and, you know, uh, w- with their whole buying journey, that really, that really helped me understand, 
what consumers wanted. So, so when, when you're on social media, is it more volume than it is quality, or or how do you no, how really, do you make it stand out for social media? Well, I think what stands out is really um, the dealership itself, right? Okay. Um, the product, as we know, is coming from the same manufacturer. Chocolate so, bars all over town, yeah. right? So, and even with the pricing, it's not you know. You can't really compete on that either for new cars anyways. Uh, so really it's about, you know, showcasing who they are as a dealership, what they stand for, um, you know, what, what they participate in, uh, in the community, you know, those, those things, who works there, their personalities. So- you know, it's, it's interesting that you said community because my brother has a dealership mm-hmm. and they did a, a survey of where their clients come from. And like 90% of their clients are within eight kilometers. So it is actually a community around the dealership. It is. It is. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, especially for the ones that have been around for a while. Yeah, you you really do need to get to know your community uh, and become that source for them. Right. So, you know, it, the more you support your community, the more they'll support you as well. Well, obviously, I mean, it's a way for me to promote yourself just as a business owner. You know, it's a way for me to get my name out there. It's like we contribute to whenever there's a school drive or, or something like that. It's, it's quite inexpensive and, and people don't necessarily know you're there. I mean, unless you have huge flashing lights, um, you know, or know specifically what your products are. But sometimes. they only need you like five times a year. And with more women, uh, coming into the market who are buying, like Jesse, how many, what's the percentage of women that make the decisions to buy cars as opposed to the guys? Uh, you know, it's always changing, but either they're making the decision or influencing the decision in, in some way. That's, yes. so, that's, so, so nice, that's so nice the way she put that, eh? We may be influencing. No. <laughs> Basically, you still you have to You got to keep us. mama happy, okay? That's all it's, what it's about. You know, it's like, well, I was thinking about getting this car, but then the, the wife got involved. No, 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 we didn't. We're not, he not said the wife, see? <laughs> some things never change. <laughs> Yeah. And, and it goes both ways. You know, um, if you are a couple, uh, and even if you're not, there's usually some, it's, it's a pretty big decision. So there's usually someone that you want to, you know, you, you want to, uh, ask questions. So you don't know everything about, you know, every vehicle. So, you know, what's amazing to me was people buy cars that don't fit. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was the biggest mistake is people buy cars. They get in there and they're, they're wild by the stuff in the showroom and all the information they're getting. And they forget to see if they're actually comfortable in the car. Mm. And then they hate the thing because it doesn't work for them. You know, buying a too big a car, can't get in. I got to climb up into the car, for instance, in, in, in women's cases where they're smaller and they're buying a, a lifted truck. And I'm going, why you or or the elderly like yourself, yes. you know, you got to really. Be- <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> that was good. I like that. <laughs> so you can stay for the rest of the week. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. You buy a car that fits. I used to buy sports cars, but I couldn't get out. <laughs> it is easy. <laughs> but I guess that's where it's important. Is matter like I mean, you're talking about for social media, and for our listeners who don't know, we're talking about Facebook and what else would you be? Sure. Instagram, right? Twitter, right? YouTube. And and and. Right. And, and, but, but the point being there too is you can market the people, um, but you want them to be happy. And, and they do even in the end have to come down to a dealership to go for test drives, right? You would hope so. Well, I don't know where the industry is going now. <laughs> well, again, <laughs> that might be changing. Yeah. You know, like guys like we're Caravan or something where you buy Caravana. A car, yeah. Yeah. You buy the car, you sure. buy the picture, and then it comes and you jump in it and you go, oh, I like this yeah. car. And bingo, yeah. the way you go, how do you know that car fits? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there is a percentage of buyers who we consider loyalists. Yes. Uh, and I, I, I'm one of those people. So as I go through life changes, uh, you know, from when I was 
single to married and then having two kids and a dog, <laughs> uh, I my vehicle needs were different. Um, and because I was driving a sedan before, I stuck to the same brand. I knew the engine. I knew how it felt. I knew so I didn't really uh, need to go in for a test drive when I actually purchased my SUV. Really? So yeah, I, I saw some pictures of it and I said, "Yep, <laughs> that's the one." Well, I think I think, but then that it could be a case where Dave's mentioning where it's not necessarily the, the car for you. The car for you. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, it's that far off the ground. I didn't know. Well, that. give me an example. There. My wife is 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 short. She's about five foot tall. Right. She can't close the hatch because it's too high for her. So I used to have to put a rope on the hatch so she could pull the hatch down. See, yeah, Dave, they they have buttons for that now. I was going to say, Dave, <laughs> Dave didn't read the owner's manual because you can adjust that. Well, I'm, I'm talking about, about years ago, we used to have a Toyota minivan and she, yeah. couldn't, she couldn't pull the hatch down. So yeah. now she's looking for a car that has a mirror that, that tells her there's a car in the dead, in the blind spot. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and she's looking for all these different features. Yeah. And we haven't found the car yet. We're still looking for it. We've been looking for a car for a year, and we haven't found the right one yet. And you also see a lot of cars now that uh, you open up the trunk by hitting a button, or now you use your foot. To yeah. Open. yeah, you can put your foot. To- yeah. So I'm saying, I mean, all these features come, but they weren't when we were growing up. Yeah, right. yeah. There's so a, that, there's those a, are great, uh, the foot the foot sensors, mm-hmm. especially when they don't work, and it's like you're doing the hokey pokey <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> People are looking at you like, what's going on here? Did they break? I haven't had one of those. They stop working, eh? Sometimes, you know, technology, sometimes it's your friend. And sometimes well, well, no, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. When we come back, we're going to be talking to uh, Bob in Scarborough. We're going to talk about his Camry. Mm-hmm. And we got a couple of other calls holding on. So take us out. There we go. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is uh, Dave's Corner Garage. And now it's time for some mechanical advice here on the show. <laughs> We're going to go to North York and speak to Art, who's got a question about his car. Art, what can we do for you? My question is, i got to get a clutch put in a vehicle, and i uh, got to take it in Monday. Uh-huh. He's me a price of around seven fifty plus tax, plus the parts. Yep. What kind of car is it, Art? It's an Nissan pickup. An- now, I had uh, 15... Over for sixteen thousand miles, uh, since I had it, the clutch replaced. Right. Is that normal uh, time? Yeah, I suppose it depends how you drive. Sixteen or sixty? Six one six. Sixteen years. It, oh, sixteen. Sixteen years, years since the, <laughs> for the clutch to be worn out. Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. I think you've done really well. Yeah. Since sixteen years. Yeah. Really. Now he quoted, Sorry, how long did you expect the clutch to last, let alone the whole car? 20 years. Oh, Whoa. no, not going to happen. But he quoted me a price around 750 plus tax. Yeah. And the clutch, the price is for the clutch. Yeah, that's probably what it's going to be. About a, he says it's about a five-hour job. It sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is that normal? Yep. Yes, sir. All good. And the clutch is probably, what, four or five? No, the clutch itself was about seven plus the uh, the time to All do right. it. They he quoted me three hundred and fifty dollars for the parts. Make yeah. sure that um, if it doesn't include a new flywheel, that they send the flywheel out to get machined because yeah. you're, that way it'll last longer and you'll have a much smoother application. Alrighty, get the flywheel done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how much would that cost? Hundred bucks. About a hundred dollars. Really? Yep. So it's well worth it. Absolutely. Well, if you don't do it, the new clutch has got to uh, get the surface of the old clutch. And it's not healthy, so you have to have everything new. All it's pretty things. much the same as when you're doing a brake job. You know, the same way you would either have to machine the drums or rotors or have them replaced because you want, you know, you're going to have mating surfaces that are irregular. And, you know, you don't want to 
mix up a flat surface with a corduroy clutch or no, vice exactly versa. Right. All right. You're doing fine. I'm, I'm crazy to spend that kind of money because the, the, the vehicle I drive is uh, A1, no rust or anything on it. Well, that's the main thing. You know, if the thing is in good shape otherwise, by all means, why wouldn't you do it? You know, yep. because yeah, that, that only represents about three months worth of car payments if you're going to change it. years old. The car. Yeah. Cool. It's a pickup. Uh-huh. All right. Two years. Got to run, Art. Thank you very much. Thanks for calling in with that. Good luck with your clutch. All right. We're going to talk to Colette from Mississauga. Mrs. Sausage, we used to say. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. You got an odyssey? And we got a question about that? Yeah. The side door don't latch anymore, and the battery dies. Okay. Side door's always been a problem with that car. Now, is that an electric one, or is it a manual one? It's the, well, the electric one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They've had a big problem with that. And, um, unless you're prepared, how, what year is it? 2006. So I hate to spend $3,500. Yeah. No, exactly. So what they can do is just cut the cable. Well, they tried that. Didn't work. Okay. Then mm. you got to go to another garage. Um, uh, because normally <laughs> if you cut the cable, the, the door will now work as a manual door. And, oh, yeah. you, and you just have to pull it tight and close. I mean, my guess is that the battery is going dead because the door is not closed. Right. And the door, a jar light is staying on or something like that, which is killing it. Oh, so all we need to do is to get the cable cut. Yep. And then the door can work manually. Okay. Okay. All righty. Good luck. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Now, the other thing, too, on those with lots of the cars with, with sliding doors is that the the little rollers or the mechanism that allows them to roll back and forth? They get gummed up, especially in Canada. You know, we get salt and crap in there, and we so actually have, pour oil down those tracks. Oh yeah, so the thing moves back and forth. Okay, right, and then blow it out to uh, yeah. All right, and the other thing she should be looking at is uh, for for a parasitic jaw for batteries going dead. Mm-hmm. That could be the door trying to close. It could be right. So the door is probably the center of all the evils. all righty uh we have somebody selling a car her name is marianne uh good morning how are you hello hi hi thanks for taking my call no no problem go ahead um i was driving a 1998 um uh toyota camry Mm -hmm. uh 148,000 kilometers right and uh Always kept it in good shape. Uh, the only thing that doesn't work uh, for the past year is the air conditioning. Mm-hmm. But it started to get rusty uh, rocker panels. Right. And uh, the car is so dependable uh, that I wanted to get it fixed. And it would cost, uh, uh, I got an estimate of maybe 2000 or $2,500. So did you go ahead and do it, or are you just asking if it's worth doing? No, I was going to do it uh, before winter came. Right. And then I had a chance to buy another car that was younger. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, it was a good deal, so I did that. Now I have this um, Camry in the driveway. Right. No license plates. Uh, it's so what's a, your question, Mary? It's got a new battery in it. How do I... Can I sell it? You know, the truth is it's not worth a lot of money. No. I would I would donate it to uh, Abuse Hertz. That's one of the people that we do, we sponsor. Yeah. Abuse Hertz is for um, uh, women that are in trouble, children that are in trouble, elderly that are in trouble. Uh, if you look up abusehertz.ca, they'll give you a tax receipt. You write it off your taxes, and uh, bingo, Bob's your uncle. They'll pick it up. Marianne, thanks for calling in with that. Good luck, and hopefully, uh, yeah, yeah, and lots of luck with your new car. And make sure to get it sprayed. That way, it won't rust. Yeah. 
Oh, and just in time for holidays, if you're looking for sort of an Airbnb look to getting away for the summer holidays, we've got an interesting uh, guy going to be coming up next. Michael McNaught from RVEasy.com. It's incredible what you can do with a trailer or wanting to rent one. He's coming up next. Stay with us. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, right around the world, in your day for the weekend. And Dave has an interesting guy coming in uh, about... It's just fascinating with RVEasy.com. It's all about. Over to you, Dave. Okay. You know, the uh, price of a cottage is like 600000 to a million if you want a decent cottage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a solution to that if you need to take off for the weekend, the week, or the month, or whatever. It's called RVEasy. And with us is Mike McNaught. Mike is the founder of the company. Mike, what's this all about? Hey, good morning, everyone. Hi. Uh, yeah, morning. Re- re- really exciting and uh what what RVZ is is that it, you kind of really simply put is it's like Airbnb on wheels. So it, we connect uh, local owners of RVs, whether motorhome or trailer, across Canada with uh, people that are looking to to rent. Fascinating. Uh, Jesse was going to ask you how'd you get in the business. <laughs> oh yeah, so you know what? Uh, my my past, I've been a police officer uh, for twelve years, and back uh, in twenty sixteen, I ended up getting injured on the job. And previous to that, I had owned a motorhome and just found it sitting in the driveway for, you know, 11 months out of the year and said, well, why can't I rent this thing out? Right. And uh, started renting it out and it, it blew my mind the amount of demand out there. But the biggest issue that I ran into was uh, was getting an insurance product, actually being able to have insurance to rent it out to other people. Well, my question quickly, I, I mean, when you when you talk about RVs, I'm thinking about Chevy Chase and doing an across the country trip. Um are these vehicles available to be driven or primarily just to in their park and, and you just get to sleep in it overnight? So, so what makes the, the platform really unique is that it, it, it's open to, to any owners of RVs. So we have anything from small little tent trailers up to the, the, the rock star motorhome bus. So it's really whatever, whatever the owners are, are willing to rent out. So, so, uh, so again, so a whole variety. So you could rent one and, and, and do a, uh, you know, a two week drive tour then, correct? Yeah, we have uh, people renting going all the way up to the East Coast, West Coast, or what I really like is the delivery option is, you know, connecting with the local owners and having them bring it set up directly at your campsite event or, or wherever you're looking. Oh, to that's go. super convenient. That's super yeah, convenient. It, it so, makes, so quick question about driving it, actually. One yeah. of my first thoughts is, do you need a special license or how, right how, can yeah. anybody just drive it and... Yeah, so I'd, I'd say about 95% of the motorhomes out there, all you need is your, your Class G driver's license. So there is there is some uh, some wiggle room on the, 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 uh, the, the regulations that allow you to drive a motorhome with just a Class G license. And not many people realize that, but nothing special is needed. Uh, the ones that have air brakes, uh, the big ones, right? Don't Aren't it, you supposed to be licensed to drive things with air brakes? Yeah, exactly. And but most motorhomes out there, they they don't have air brakes. So that would be the uh, exception. Is if it does have air brakes, you would need an air brakes endorsement. Um, but the majority of motorhomes, like that's, that's you're talking forty feet plus uh, with with air brakes. But the majority of the motorhomes are between twenty one and and thirty five feet. Now, the negotiation for the unit, um, as far as the rental and, and what the cost is, and that do we do it through all through your website, or do we actually speak to the owner of the uh, the unit? So all the owners set their own price. So that's what kind of makes it unique. Again, as well, is that it's it's kind of an open marketplace. So you you start to see a bit of 
uh, competitive prices between owners. So mm-hmm. it starts to make things quite affordable. And if you look at the traditional way of renting an RV, I, our owners are typically 40 to 50% less expensive than those options. Mm. And uh, when you return the vehicle, what's the responsibility then in terms of, uh, because it's, I, I worked for a place years ago that used to rent motorhomes and, and, and it, it, it's a hobby. I mean, people need, in a lot of cases really need to know how it all works in terms of, you know, how they hook up and then ultimately you got to dump your bad stuff. Um, is that something you're normally responsible for as well? So the, the RV is expected to be returned in the same condition it, it goes out. Right, of course. Um, so, we, so, so we provide very similar to like renting a car where you do the walk around with the owner. He's yep. going to spend, you know, they're going to spend, you know, a good 30, 40 minutes with you, making sure you understand how it operates. Uh, we're, we provide in like a, an, a, uh, an app checklist, mm-hmm. which documents the condition of the RV before it goes out and kind of the same thing in reverse when it comes back. And then we also allow our owners to provide kind of like point of sale purchases where if, you know you want to charge charge your customer for uh, emptying the dump tank for them so they they can bring it back don't worry about dumping the the gray and black water tank they'll take care of it for an additional charge so it's it, it, it's kind of really we're try, trying to provide the tools to the owners right. so that they can they can make their own little small rental business so just a quick question what happens you know worst case scenario something happens on the road it breaks down insurance covered uh, is that included or what do you call so that's usually the first and second question I always <laughs> get. <laughs> um so so what we did uh, you know we there was a lack of insurance in the marketplace like prior to rvz if you wanted to rent your rv there was no product available you could not get insurance so we partnered with uh with intact insurance and they it you know, they provide the insurance for companies like Uber and Turo, and they they built a product for us. Um, so every rental that goes to the website is fully covered by our insurance. Then the the owner is never subjected to a deductible. Good stuff. Uh, right? Doesn't affect their personal policy. Doesn't affect their premium. Mike, we're running out of time. Covered. Oh, we have to yeah. say goodbye to you. Mike, Mike, how do you get in touch with your company quickly? Yeah, it's rvz.com, so that's rvezy.com, or you can find us on the App Store, iOS, or Android. All right, thanks for calling. Have yourself a great awesome. weekend. Thanks, right. guys. Have a great weekend. Coming right, back, bye-bye. we're going back to the phones, and we'll be answering some car questions, and uh, we're going to let Jesse do that. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. Dave Renegar with Alan Gilman, and a new guest in town. For this hour is uh, Jesse Kessel. Jesse, jump in and get it. Otherwise, they'll give me, they won't give you any airtime. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I'm finding out. We're being so nice. What are you talking about? Get the elbow pads out, you know? <laughs> All right, Jesse, I'm going to ask you a question before we go to the phones. Okay. All right, so I'm a dealership, and I and I haul you in. Uh, what's a, a time period where things start to actually start uh, producing fruit? Well, um, it could be within two, three weeks. Is that right, huh? Yeah, uh, it's, we do online advertising, right? So uh, it's not like how it used to be with traditional marketing with newspaper ads and uh, I know direct mail. The turnaround there is, you know, could be a week to two weeks. Now, let me ask you. So, you're, you know, most dealerships at this point in time, they all have websites already, correct? Yeah. So basically, you know, you're going to show me how to enhance my website or, or revamp it totally. What, what do you do specifically that way? So what we're doing for them is we're advertising not just their inventory, but also promoting their brand mm-hmm. through social media platforms. Well, so you're so working... they're on Facebook. So we're creating content for them. So they have their website as as that's a standalone. 
Yeah, their website. I mean, we're we're directing traffic there for more information. Right. Okay. But now, if you think about it, you know how many how many ways can people get in touch with you? Yes, it's true. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it doesn't have to be through email. It can be through text. It can, you know, uh, all these different platforms have uh, messenger apps um, that you can utilize. That you can do uh, video conferencing on. So. You know, there, there's an endless amount of ways. That you know, I'm, I'm a dealer and I'm happy with, with my website per se. And I like the way it looks. You're not changing that. You're just adding options I'm, to it. I'm adding to it. Yeah. We're not website developers. Okay. Uh, but we can definitely come up with the content to you put know, on it. You know, there's this controversy about Alexa where she's listening to everything you're talking about. I believe about. it. And you say, <laughs> you know, I think I need a new car. And all of a sudden I got ads all over my computer that talks about a new car. Is there yeah. I mean, that? voice is the next big. Uh, trend and uh-huh. we're seeing we're seeing that now so just like it went from email to text messaging and yes. everyone just wants to text message you know now even easier than that is voice so we have uh, Google Home in, in, in our house and it's really you know when we want to find out information we're at the dinner table and we just you know okay Google and we ask the question so, so she's listening all the time she's always yeah hey, Go- <laughs> she's always in the back hey Google pass the wine so funny, my son, <laughs> my son, when we got it, we caught him uh, hovering over Google <laughs> saying, hey, Google, where are the cookies? <laughs> We're like, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> doesn't work like that. <laughs> it doesn't. Eh? So next thing you know, Loblaws is selling you cookies. We've got a next special year. one this week on. Uh, well, they that's right. That. They said that you were talking about something and all of a sudden all the ads turn up. I have here. a coupon for chocolate chip cookies now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Voices is, is the next big Where trend. Where is it going to go? Okay, do we have enough time to take a call? Yeah, we're going to go to West Seneca now and speak to Joe, who's got an issue with... Wh- what is it, Joe? What's your problem? Well, you know, I always run 87 octane in my car, you know? Yeah, right. And it said if it runs better, you know, increase it. So sometimes, I, you know, I, I was putting uh, 90 octane. Right. You know, ethanol free there. And my, my friend says, well, it'll make the engine run hotter Mm -hmm. and it won't be good for it right is that true no your friend is wrong no uh, (laughs) but how did you do you feel any difference in performance when you use the better gas or no well it's about i think it lasts longer it lasts longer so you get a little bit better gas mileage is what you're saying well you know what just do the math i mean i if, if you're getting better mileage and you don't have a problem using it um, I, I would go with the super gas by all means. But yes. but what I do tell people a lot of times, if your manufacturer calls for regular gas, and I don't know about down in uh, West Seneca, but up here, they kill us. You know, like it's just so much more for mid and high high test gas. Um, so if you don't need it, don't bother wasting the money because that's what it is. You're just yeah. wasting the it's dough. It's a matter of timing. It allows the engine to open up a little bit. More. All right, Joe. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thank you. All righty. Hear the music? Yep, we'll be right back. We have a fellow by the name of David Tate, and David's going to be talking about elegant motoring. And really? that's not what you think it is. So you mean like I have to put, like, tuxedo on? At least you got to wear a shirt. All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. <laughs> We're back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Over to you, Dave. Uh, elegant Motors is on the phone. Uh, Dave Tate is uh, working with a new product that is called a ceramic. Jesse, what do you know about C- that? Ceramic Pro. Yeah, well, Dave is actually the expert in this, so he can tell us a little bit more about his company and uh, what Ceramic Pro is. Take it away, Dave. You're on the air, David. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Go ahead. Describe what Ceramic Pro is. 
So Ceramic Pro is basically a, a product. It's like a permanent wax. So those of you who drive black cars or any dark colored car, you want something that's um, basically uh, easy to maintain, uh, keeps you, you want it always shiny, you want uh, lack of uh, no swirl marks, scratches, so on and so forth. Um, you put Ceramic Pro on and basically it makes the paint three times harder than it is from factory and uh, helps protect it from scratches and stuff. Doesn't say doesn't mean you're not going to get any. It's not indestructible, but it is. Uh, it does make it harder to to scratch the vehicle. So you can go through, you know, touchless car washes and stuff like that, and you won't get any damage. Uh, in addition to that, it actually gives you a super slick surface, uh, similar to what you would get with a wax, but it's permanent. So as long as you own the car, um, and depending on the package that you choose, from you know five year to fifteen year or lifetime, wow. um, it, it'll stay slick. You'll wash the car half as much. It's actually a really cool product. And how how long does it take to to apply? Uh, it takes about two days to apply, two uh, days. depending on the package that you get and stuff. Um, you t- you also want to get a uh, a paint correction done on the vehicle prior. Um, so what that means is is uh, some of the other terminology for that would be like you know cut and polish, a buff, stuff like that to remove any of those imperfections you might already have. Oh, that uh, makes sense. Br- yeah, even brand yeah. new vehicles come with come with imperfections. So is this something new? I mean, I've never heard of it before. Um, we've been doing it now probably for about nine years. Um, it's just starting to become more mainstream. Um, just to give you an example of of, uh, of the capabilities of it, um, I was actually part of the team that sold Bombardier on it. So they're putting it on their private jet, the Global, mm. uh, the global Series, um, to help prevent against staining uh, when they're flying and stuff from uh, a, a fluid called Skydrol. And they put it through rigorous tests, like chemical tests and alkaline tests to see if it'll hold up to salt and acidity and stuff like that. And uh, they came back and, and they're now using the products or offering it on their jets. Yeah. So just cool. go ahead. So I was going to ask, I mean, is, is this for all vehicles or that more the high-end vehicles? That's pretty much for any vehicle. Um, you know, you we get cars that come in that are Honda Civics um, and Kias. And Hyundai's. Uh, we actually just had a Nissan Murano. Like these are like everyday cars. That's probably the bulk of the business, uh, or the people who are interested. Just people who are, you know, a little OCD like me. They want to keep their car looking good. They have pride of ownership, and they just, you know, they want to come out to a car that looks good as opposed to watching it wear and age as they as they own it. All right, just just for a rough idea for our listeners who may not have been to your website. But by the way, what is your website? Uh, elegantmotoring.ca. All right. So let's say I, I just got a brand new Honda Accord and I want to keep it looking good. I bring it to you. Obviously, a new car doesn't need a whole lot of correction, I'm guessing. But but no, what, you, what would... Usually, we just do a single stage polish on it. And, and it's and, more for protection, I would think, if, if it's a new car. Right. I'm just wondering, though, what would the, what's the cost? Uh, cost would depend on the packages, but it ranges anywhere from about $600 up to, um, you know, 1500 1700 depends on the size of the car, uh, what they're getting done. It, we can even apply this product actually on interiors. So you have a light-colored interior or a, or a colored interior other than black. Um, it'll help prevent uh, denim stains. And instead of using uh, harsh all-purpose cleaners to remove those stains and damaging the tanning, you can actually apply it and then just use a, a soft microfiber and soap and water. I have right that. On. 
I had I had a, a, a maroon leather jacket and it stained the tan seat. No problem. You know yeah. what? We have an appointment ready for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find out who owns the car now. Sure, we'll hook you up. <laughs> I was so disappointed. I sold the car. You know. <laughs> so it's called okay. Elegant Motoring. Uh, whereabouts are you? Uh, we're at 150 the Queensway, which is basically across from the food terminal at Park Lawn in Queensway. Great. Okay. Yeah. So it's called Elegant Motoring uh, Auto and Spa. Elegant Motoring. Elegant Motoring and Protection Center. All right. Change the name. Right. Okay. All right. Got to run. Thanks for calling and have a great weekend. You as well, guys. Have a good one, too. All right. Bye. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. I want to thank everybody who's been writing in on Facebook. So for those who have missed some of the conversations, here are a couple of the websites. Uh, if you're looking to rent or looking at uh, an RV for the summertime, it's rvez.com. That's rvezy.com. Or elegantmotoring.ca. I want to thank Michael McDot for calling in. And also David Tate. Over to you, David Redinger. Okay, let's go quickly to the phones because we were running out of time. And we're talking with Susan from Aurora. Susan, are you locked out of your car? Uh, no, I'm not completely locked out. What had happened was I picked it up from the dealership, brought it home, had the two sets of keys right. on me, and left those in my bag while I walked around the side of the car to open the door. Mm-hmm. And the car locked. And apparently this is never supposed to happen. And nobody can give me an actual answer why it keeps happening with my keys being in the car. Oh, and you've you've been back to the dealer and mentioned it to them? They, uh... I went back to the dealer. He supposedly changed his setting and said, oh, it shouldn't happen again. It didn't happen when he threw the keys onto the seat and shut the car door. Right. When I came home, it did happen again, and it's happened ever since. Well, it could be could be an issue with the actual remote itself. Yeah. In, in which case, you know, we probably get just some new ones under warranty. Um, or again, it's still in the programming because, it, you know, we at at my shop, for example, people want to do a late pickup, and and right. it's sometimes it's difficult because I can't lock their key in their car. Don't lock it. Then the horn honks. You know, if you lock the door and close the door, it, it just pops open again because it knows the key's in there. Right. The same way, if you leave your keys in your trunk, the trunk will pop back open. So um, it it shouldn't be happening, but um, it sounds I, like a defective uh, remote. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would go back again and and have them check the remote because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like somebody's the remote is pushing the button by itself. Uh, okay, I'll do that. Can I just ask you one last question? Sure, go ahead. Sure. I'm curious as to why the, the car automatically locks as I'm walking, whether I've got the keys on me or the keys left in the car. It locks within less than 60 seconds of me moving away from the vehicle? Well, you see, it's it, it's using radio frequency and as a proximity thing. So it knows that you've left the vehicle. So it's 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 almost a service. It's doing it for you, just in case you were okay. to forget. That's why it's doing it. Yeah, similar uh, well, to I, when you're nearing the door and you're on the outside. It'll it, open. It, it unlocks for you. Right. Yes. I was just curious if you had a child or an animal in the vehicle and you walked around and then the car's locked. Hmm. That's a good thought, yeah. Because, Especially on a hot day, yeah, yeah. That, that wouldn't be good. Yeah. yeah. Mark the window that's the cheapest. Please break here. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. uh, you're right, Thanks. that is a feature that does lock by itself. I know mm-hmm. that, yeah. Interesting right. stuff. Thanks very much, guys. You're, you're very, very welcome. welcome. You're very welcome. Um, let's quickly go to Bob. He's been holding on for a while. Bob, we apologize for keeping on hold, but we're running out of time, so please go ahead. I'll cut to the chase. I have a 2002 Toyota Camry. <clears throat> it's a, a three-liter. 
I had it in uh, about four months ago to replace the gas tank. I had it in last week to do the brakes. And uh, when I got home, the check engine light came on. Right. Mm. I took it back. They did a scan. They said the vapor box, which I've never <laughs> heard of, is gone. Mm-hmm. He said it'll run as long as you keep the gas cap on and then take it off to fill it. You're not going to be able to start it. And there's 600 bucks to replace it. It's a 2000 Wow. I never heard what, of that. So what's your question? What can I do for an alternative? You don't need to do it. Um, if this was uh, two months ago, you'd have to do it to pass an emission test. But no, you no longer need to do that. Yeah, um, but so what he said, it wouldn't run. As soon as I opened the gas cap, it would break the seal or the vacuum, and there wouldn't the pump wouldn't oh, work. To, oh, no, uh, that's not true. No, 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 no. The, the uh, engine. No, no, not smoke. true. No, not true. Okay, I might be phoning you again another <laughs> Not a problem. There, we got three burly guys here who can help you push it down the street. <laughs> That's oh, not thanks. true. It'll just leave the light on uh, because it's not making us an actual seal. We'll put a piece of tape over it. And yeah, drive. my light's on because it thinks the hood's open, so don't worry about that. Yeah, people did that for years. You put a piece of electrical tape over the light, Honey, and you got I nothing to worry about. light. <laughs> <laughs> Want to thank our guest, Jesse? Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was you know, so much fun. Well, I own a car dealership, but I want to get new traffic. What do I do? Call me. Find me on social media. I'm all over the place. And it's Jesse with an I, J-E-S-S-I, Kessel, K-E-S-S-E-L, like Phil Kessel. Yeah, if you're on LinkedIn, <laughs> she's got a whole page. I do, LinkedIn. I do. And you can find us on our website, too, machetemarketing.ca. Okay, thank you, Alan. And special thanks to Sebastian, who for the last five years has been listening to our gripes and has taken care of us. And uh, well, and he's moving on to greener pastures. Good luck, man. Well, pastures anyways. <laughs> you never know. Keep the shiny side up, the greasy side down, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Who cares about the clouds and where to get Just sing a song. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.